BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Good evening and welcome to Blog Talk Radio's BDPA iRadio. Tonight is June the 11th and with us tonight are three dynamic guests. Our first guest is Kendall Norris, Chapter President of BDPA Middle Tennessee. Our second guest is Jayla Cruz, HSCC alumni for 2000 and 2010. In eight in two thousand and nine, and she is also a publisher for BDPA Indianapolis of Signature J Magazine, and we're going to learn more from her exactly what that is all about. And our third and final guest tonight is our very own Pamela Sexton, who is conference director and VP of strategy and planning for National BDPA. And as you can imagine, Pamela is going to bring us up to date on the upcoming BDPA National Conference, which is being held this year in Washington, D.C. So let's jump right in and get connected to Kendall Norris, Chapter President of BDPA Middle Tennessee. Kendall, how are you this evening? I'm wonderful, Fran. How are you? Just fine, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. And I know that you bring uh, to us and you're coming to us tonight from um, Deloitte Services, Information Technology Services, ITS, Program Management Office, because that is where you currently are um, part of the U.S. leader and you're accountable for successful delivery of information technology pro- projects in support of Deloitte's core business. And so thank you so much for being with us tonight. Now, Kendall, there has been quite a bit of buzz on the line as we've been waiting for tonight's show. Um, folks are very excited that you're on and that you play 
a number of roles. And one of the questions that I'd love for you to answer is, how did you first find out about BDPA, and what's kept you involved in BDPA? Sure. I first learned of BDPA over 10 years ago through a chapter in the Dallas area that met at a previous employer's. And I would say that I remain involved because of the mission. Um, BDPA, you know, if you if you look through all of the materials that we produce that describe the things uh, that BDPA is about, I would say that you could boil them down to three things, and they are the things that keep me involved, and that is we develop our professionals. Uh, we teach and prepare our youth for what is ahead of them, and we give back to the communities from which we serve. Mm-hmm. Wow, very, very powerful and very, very distinct. Developing professionals, teaching and preparing our youth, and giving back to communities. Now, you're in a leadership role by being chapter president of BDPA Middle Tennessee. How do you and your team exactly do that within your chapter? Um, We work very well together. We um, openly communicate and are very much dedicated to the mission of BDPA. And we really take time to get to know each other's strengths, weaknesses, and make sure that people are working in areas in which they have a passion, and we promote each other. Uh, That's the best way to to keep a team vibrant. So we try to make sure that we stay focused on all of those things. So leadership is something that you as the president um, encourage in your team um, through understanding strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and um, communication skills are another thing that I'm hearing. So in, in having that combination of leadership and communication in service to professionals, youth, and the community, what specific accomplishments are you most proud of when you look back at 2012 and 2013 as it relates to your chapter? Sure. So um, just a short while ago, a little more than maybe a year and a half ago, when I took over my role with the Middle Tennessee chapter, we had about a handful of members And today we are tenth of all of the chapters in terms of number of members at 42 and rising fastly, I might add. So that is one of the accomplishments that I'm very, very uh, proud of. We have a vibrant and growing chapter And the other one I would say is fielding a team to compete in this year's high school computer competition. 
So I would say those are probably two of the ones that are at the top of my list, friend. Wow, those are those are important accomplishments. Growing a membership base, um, and congratulations for being tenth within the chapters nationwide. Um, really requires then for you to have programming and outreach and support that attracts and retains members. Now, there are other chapters that have not attained the status of kind of growing and rising and um, have achieved the membership level that they're comfortable with. Are there lessons that you've learned along the way in growing the membership and or um, preparing for a strong uh, competing team for the high school computer competition that you'd like to share uh, as a president of the PDPA Middle Tennessee chapter? So I'll take the high school computer competition first. Um, and if you're looking to start a high school computer competition team or I would say even strengthen your team, I would say go directly to the parents, the communities, um, and get directly involved, invite them in to meet who you are, have all of your officers present, um, high school coordinators, those that are going to be uh, reaching out to those youth. And we did those. We had a phenomenal response. Uh, we did those things, and, and, and the response was phenomenal. And we ended up with uh, 14 youth that are very much dedicated to learning what we're teaching and preparing them for the competition as well as the, the younger ones that would be involved with the Youth Technology Council. So having that uh, involvement directly with the parents was a huge factor in our success in getting a really strong team together. Now, I'm very competitive, so we're, we're looking forward to doing very well this year, if not winning the whole thing. And as far as growing the chapter, I believe that everyone in the chapter is a responsible uh, member of the organization, and it rests on their shoulders to... Uh, promote the values of BDPA, talk about the mission, and recruit others because when people hear the story, I think it's very easy. So our membership really are the ones that take the credit uh, for our very rapid growth. They just spread the word, and, and people have been showing up every week, every month at our meetings. Excellent. Those are two great insider strategies, and I know later in our show, Actually, our next guest will be a member of uh, uh, an alumni of one of the high school computer competition um, teams, so she'll be able to share with us her story. And I know having interviewed other alumni um, leaders within uh, organizations that certainly tapping into parents is an important aspect as well as I'm just sort of getting the youth there to experience 
the program um, and then having them over time um, understand how it can add value to their life, um, their studies, uh, give them something else to do on Saturday, and uh, in time often help them discover some talents and some interests that they didn't know that they had. So speaking of BDPA, um, given that we are an organization that helps information technology professionals, are there specific technology trends or resources that as you have been recruiting parents, recruiting students, recruiting members, developing professionals within your chapter that you found particularly helpful and or important um, as you continue your leadership and that the BDPA iRadio audience might might be interested in learning about. So so what are some of the technology trends or resources um, that you're seeing as being important for 2013? 2013. Well, technology, as you know, is, is always changing. So there are quite a few things always going on. Um, cloud computing, obviously, organizations are trying to figure out the particular models that work for them, whether it's public cloud, private cloud, some sort of hybrid model. Are there really any cost savings? there? What about security risk? Um, So those things are pretty hot right now. Virtualization, it's come a long way from the early days. Blade servers um, are really much becoming a commodity and the virtualization of IT infrastructure is still in full swing. I was reading one of the trades, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and approximately 40%, I believe it was, of server workloads today are virtualized. And the expectation or the the forecast by this particular writer was that by 2015 it would be in excess of 80%. So what does that really mean? Are there cost savings? And um, how do you manage uh, licenses and software upgrades and patching virtual systems? It requires more discipline and really a change in our standard organizations that manage IT infrastructure today. So those are probably a couple that most every IT professional hears about or is a part of it, in my opinion. Hello, Fran. Yes, I'm sorry. I had myself on mute there. It is uh, interesting how you identify the cloud computing and the virtualization as two trends. And you also identified that, particularly with the virtualization, and and I guess as well with the cloud computing, that that they're going to impact uh, the whole 
part of the way that IT teams are managed and that businesses are managed. So I'm wondering if in identifying those two technology trends, if there are trends in leadership and or leadership practices that you're finding are important for BDPA members to keep um, abreast of because there's, uh, you know, technology and leadership today are are almost becoming hand-in-hand. What are your thoughts on that? I think um, if you are interested in becoming a good, great, world-class leader, you should not follow trends. Leadership is about people, and if there are listeners that are looking to become better leaders, they can look at their approach and, in my opinion, um, borrow one of the tenets that I use in my leadership style that has been successful, and that is approach your team with an understanding that um, it's not the leader that makes the team, it's the team that makes the leader. So in whatever style you use, if you take care of your team, then your team will take care of you. Mm. Actually, that's an interesting loop back to the elements of your BDPA service that you're most proud of and the fact that you referenced that your membership in growing um, was due in large part to everyone within the chapter taking on the responsibility and, in effect, the leadership um, to tell others to promote BDPA to share the story. So um, it's the, the team that matters. So, Kendall, one of the things that I mentioned um, very quickly is that your current role with Deloitte Services is as the Information Technology Services is within the Information Technology Services Program Management Office, and that as the U.S. leader, um, you're accountable for the successful delivery of information technology projects in support of Deloitte's core businesses. And Deloitte has a number of core businesses, including audit, consulting, financial advisory, and tax services. And that you're also involved in the um, Chief Technology Office. Now, in your Project Manager Center of Excellence, you lead teams of project management professionals in the U.S. and India. So I was wondering if um, you could just further elaborate, particularly since our next guest is going to be a high school computer competition alum, and our final guest is Pamela Sexton, who will be talking a little bit about the national conference coming up. If, based on your role um, at Detroit, what are what are some of the 
um, kind of parallels, and you may have you may have already touched on them, but what are some of the parallels to what you do on a day to day basis in your leadership role, um, and what you do on a regular basis um, in your BDPA leadership role? Sort of how the two are interconnected. Um, and how the two support and or develop each other. Okay, sure. So I have a new role uh, at Deloitte. At the writing of that bio that you have, I was responsible for about two-thirds of the U.S. PMO, which includes, let's say, 16 professionals, in India. I have since taken over the leadership role for the entire PMO. So we are a team of 42, 43 or 4 professionals in the U.S. and India that manage very large, complex, and sometimes annual ongoing IT projects. So compared to my role at BDPA, they're both very similar and it's really simple. And that is continually develop those teams to achieve the missions of those organizations. I do different things, obviously, in each role, but... The way I approach it, that is my primary responsibility in my leadership role in both organizations. Wow. So as we get ready for the national conference, and there may be individuals um, who have not signed up for the conference and or members who may be um, trying to identify benefits of going to the conference. What what are some of your thoughts on how attending um, conferences can help individuals individuals personally and professionally? I would say first I would encourage individuals to go take full advantage of all of the opportunities that BDPA offers. Um, I'll also have to add at every BDPA organization, uh, ITSMF is also present. So take advantage of all the opportunities that both organizations have to offer. The number one thing most likely and most necessary in professional success, at least, is networking. There are great networking opportunities. Take advantage of those. Uh, improve your leadership skills and develop those uh, personal and professional relationships with the youth that are there because you can have a profound impact on their lives as well. Well, Kendall, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening. Congratulations again on your 
promotion and increased responsibility um, within the Deloitte organization. And thank you so much for your service as a leader within BDPA. Um, you've really shared some valuable gems with our listeners and I look forward to seeing you in person at our upcoming national conference. So please have a great evening, and thank you again for joining us tonight. Thanks so much, Fran. It's always my pleasure, and always a joy talking to you. Thank you, Kendall. Well, folks, you just had the pleasure of hearing the insights from Kendall Norris, Chapter President, of BDPA Middle Tennessee. And what we're now going to do is tune in to Jayla Cruz, who is a high school computer competition alumni from 2008 and 2009. And she is also publisher of Signature J Magazine. And Jayla is part of the BDPA Indianapolis chapter. Jayla, welcome to BDPAI Radio. How are you this evening? Okay, and I'm sure that Everaldo is just turning on your microphone. So, Jayla, how are you this evening? I'm great. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Well, you know, it's very exciting to have you on the show. You had an opportunity to hear Mr. Norris talk about the importance of um, youth being involved and that uh, the high school computer competition presents uh, opportunities for both parents and youth. So I'd love for you to sort of take us back um, before 2008, and share with us how did you first find out about BDPA and what got you attracted and committed to being involved on the competition team? Well, um, I first found out about BDPA from my dad. Um, he actually went to a chapter meeting here in Indianapolis at Eli Lilly Pharmaceutical Company. And he came home that day, and he told me about all the great things that BDPA had to offer and what experience that I would gain in technology. And he told me about the um, BDPA conference that was going to be held um, in Atlanta at the time when I was joining. And so um, I agreed, and I was like, okay, well, I think I'm going to just join this program and see how it goes. And so... I am very glad that I made the decision to join because I really was able to gain so many valuable experiences and learn so much from the program. And um, that is actually the reason why I stayed involved with it because I was able to see the value in it. And so I encouraged my sister to join, and now she's going through the program. She loves it as well. And so I hope that everyone who else is going through the program can see the value in it like I did. Wow, that's really exciting. It's it's uh, kind of like that uh, one person telling another person, you had the experience, you're sharing it with your sister, and I can hear the energy and excitement in your voice. Now, you were involved in 2008 and 2009 as an alumni. When you first joined the program, 
were you immediately part of the team or did you go through classes? Can you take our, our listening audience sort of back to that initial experience? Um, during that initial experience, I was, I just, um, I was, I think I got involved with it kind of late, actually. And so when I joined into the program, we were immediately getting started with learning some of the new material. And so um, the first few days, it was very interesting because it was all new information that I was learning. I never heard anything about. I never really was into technology as much as I am now. I never really um, heard about, like, coding or HTML or PHP or anything, any of those terms. And so during um, when I first initially joined, we immediately got started on that. And I believe in my group, um, we were working on building our own personal web pages. Um, and then I think we were all going to collaborate on one big website that we were just all going to like pick different things we wanted to do with it and what, how we wanted it to work. And that's what we were working on. It was really fun. So I enjoyed it. Hmm. So fun, being involved, and having an opportunity to learn were important elements that not only attracted you, um, but they kept you involved. And what I, I love about your story is even though sort of the process was already started, you were able to jump right in. Now, the first year, did you actually go to the conference and participate in the youth conference, or did you stay back and you know, a subsequent year actually be part of the competing team? Um, that year, um, we I did have the opportunity to go to the conference in Atlanta. Um, I was the project manager on the HSBC team, and I was also the project manager all four years in high school. Um, I think I was the co-project manager once, um, one of the years, too, so... I did do that. I was able to compete each of the four years, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, like I said before, it really, it truly, truly was such an amazing experience for me that, and I'm glad that I was able to see the value in it immediately and just, I took it seriously, and <laughs> I, I just loved it. And I tried to mentor others in the group um, and to bring on new team members, and I would just, be like the biggest advocate and go around and tell everybody about it. Even still today, um, all the youth that I see, I'm always encouraging them to join um, programs such as PDPA that are truly beneficial, and I try to encourage them to see the value in it. That is wonderful. So many of our members point to um, our youth programming as something that gets them excited to be a volunteer, um, gives them an opportunity to develop skills of their own, um, be leaders, as Kendall identified, and also see you um, really progress and prosper. Now, I do want to share with our listening audience, I'm going to have you explain a little bit more, that you actually earned the Eli Lilly Scholarship for BDPA students in 2011 based on your interest in both technology-based education and community service. Um, tell us a little bit about 
um, competing for that scholarship, maybe what the application process was like, and what that meant to you personally. Because actually, there is an open application right now for individuals to apply to that scholarship. Yeah. Um, the application process was very, very um, simple to fill out the application. Um, after that, um, there was an essay, and I believe that at that time it was on um, how technology has changed the world or something on, under those terms of what it means to me or how technology is improving um, the world. Um, so I wrote an essay on that and um, submitted it in um, along with the application. And I believe that um, it was necessary to have two recommendations with that. Um, so it was very important to me um, because, uh, you know, you spend a lot of the time and the thought of thinking about really, I really wanted to create an uh, essay that really meant something to me and really um, could really identify and that someone could be able to pick it up and immediately understand it and be able to see that it does relate to the world. So I did put a lot of um, thought behind it and really sat down and tried to put everything together and think that technology is involved in so much, uh, community service, social networking, um, connecting people every day, taking pictures, <laughs> so many things, um, credit cards, things that you would never think technology is involved with. And so um, I really wanted that to, to show through my paper. And as a result, you were then awarded the scholarship. What did that mean to you in terms of your um, academics, and how did that help you moving forward, you know, in other um, projects that you were involved in by being a scholarship winner? Um, it helped me greatly, of course. Um, every college student can use a little scholarship money. <laughs> so that was wonderful. Um, but aside from that, really with me going through writing that paper really helped me to um, gain with myself being able to see, like, how diverse technology is like I was saying before, and so I was really thinking about, okay, what is it that I really, really want to do? And you think of the different forms of technology, the different areas that you can play a huge part in to be a leader and um, to just help to make the world a better place as well. Um, so writing that paper, to me, um, it helped me to be able to just um, read through it and just say, like, okay, this is what this is what technology is doing for the world now. And so you have to, you can jump on board and, and become a part of the impact. And so it helped me with that as I went to college. I just always remember that, like, um, I can sometimes even, like, go back to the paper and just be like, this is what, this is where the future is. So that's what helped me um, with going through school and going through college to just always remember that. Wow, that is that is so powerful, and I know that there are BDPA volunteers, BDPA members, BDPA listeners, um, and potentially uh, BDPA 
high school competition participants who are smiling and saying, wow, you know, uh, what a wonderful opportunity. So you had, you participated in the high school computer competition. You were part of a team. You, as you shared, had a leadership role as a project manager and a co-project manager. You had an opportunity to compete for and win a scholarship, and you attended college. Um, what are you doing now? Uh, share with us kind of one of your labors of love, and how does it connect you to technology today? Well, right now um, I'm still in college. Um, this semester I was working hard. I, one of my goals was to get a 4.0. I'm in the School of Informatics, and I got my 4.0 this semester, so I was very excited about that. Um, Congratulations. That, thank you so much. Aside from that, um, I also am the VP, actually, of Signature J Magazine and the CEO of SJ Teen Magazine, which is the teenage branch from Signature J. Um, so with the Teen Magazine, as I was saying um, in previous, um, of how technology is so diverse and in so many different forms, uh, what we have is an online publication, and um, we featured people such as Kiki Palmer, um, Cody Simpson, uh, New Band, Emblem 3, um, Disney star Roshan Fagan, um, Ollie Murs, he's a X Factor UK winner, um, so many people. And so um, what uh, we have is a platform for where we like to highlight and feature entrepreneurs in the community, young rising technology gurus or stars that are out there, um, people who are really creating their own um, friends and out there who are just really doing big things, working on big projects, maybe young designers out there, um, musical, rising musical artists. So um, with technology, we're, we're online using social media. We're um, doing live on the scene videos. Um, we have our online publication that you can flip through. Um, so much. So um, we love getting involved into um, just highlight one of the best things is to be able to highlight people and have them to be able to see their article or to see, to really, it's always good when you can see your work. And you can just watch it there and see what you've done and, and what it's able to do for you after you've completed it and just have everything highlighted for you. So that's what we like to do. Wow, that's, that is really exciting. Would you share with our audience what your website is so that if they're interested in seeing the Signature J Teen Magazine, they can actually click on it, tell a friend, um, contribute an article, etc.? cetera? Sure. Um, Signature J Magazine is um, our, our, our arts, entertainment, and lifestyle magazine which we just released a new issue featuring Nigel Barker, noted fashion photographer, and um, also Real Housewives of Atlanta, Cynthia Bailey, um, and several other people. You can check it out at SignatureJMagazine.com. And our team magazine will be releasing a new issue in July. Currently we have our previous issue that's up now featuring Taylor Swift on the cover. Um, and we have several other great people that will be featured featured in our July issue. You can check our magazine out at sjteenmag.com, and that's where you are the trend. 
That is very, very exciting. You know, you are really embodying um, just, again, what BDPA is about from the classroom to the boardroom, opportunities for individuals to learn, apply, communicate, be leaders, influence others, and certainly by sharing the message of young and rising technology stars. That's a wonderful way for teens and youth to inspire others. What are some of the lessons that you've learned, whether it was in the high school computer competition program or, you know, currently in running your magazine or in college? What are what are two key lessons that you've learned that you feel are critical for our audience um, to take away? Uh, I've learned so much. Um, One of them, my first lesson would be that you should always treat people with respect. Um, And you you should just always treat them well and treat them with respect, everyone. You never know when you'll need them. And I always live by... Um, I know that everybody has probably heard the model, like, when you look to your left and you look to your right, because the person sitting next to you, you'll either be working for or they'll be working for you. <laughs> so I always I always go by that motto, because it's very true, and it's very good to, it's very important to make good, lasting relationships, professional relationships. And so um, I I actually have on board on my team, um, a photographer who I have worked with or currently working with, and I've actually known her since kindergarten. <laughs> and so we're in college now, and so um, that's pretty amazing. And um, so that's one of the things I've learned. And the second thing would be don't be afraid to deviate from your plans or to reinvent or to change something in your lifestyle. Um, and then from another saying, like, if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting the same results. And so sometimes you may have to change it up or reinvent, or if you notice that the same thing keeps happening, you'll have to make a difference. You'll have to change yourself. You'll have to do something. And that could be maybe if you're eating unhealthy foods, you should change your diet. If you're noticing that you're not getting what you want in your in your academics, maybe you need to hire a tutor or to manage your time better. It's all realizing that and then changing it. So those are two things that I've learned. Those are two very, very exciting tips. And I know that uh, Pamela Sexton is waiting in the wings to encourage people to sign up for the national conference. I wanted to loop back to the fact that by being part of the high school computer competition, you had the opportunity many, if not most of those years, to attend national conferences. From your experience, Jayla, what difference does it make to a youth to have the opportunity to attend a BDPA national technology conference? It makes a big difference. Uh, I feel like for me... I had the opportunity. That's where I learned most. Um, I know that uh, from participating in the program, you spend a lot of time practicing, practicing to 
to get there to the conference. And so you really you don't realize it's worth that as much until you get there. And so you spend all it's like when you're a basketball team, you spend all the time practicing and you're waiting to get to the championship. And so when you finally arrive, you're able to instantly see what all your hard work has gone into. And so, I mean, you're going to you're going to different panels where you're able to um, like sit into 30-minute sessions where you're able to ask questions with people who are in society actually doing some of the things that you may be interested in doing. So you can get on-site um, on knowledge into what their everyday job is like, which is amazing. And um, you have the opportunity to bond with some of your team members, learn how to work as a team, learn how to uplift a team, learn how to um, manage a team. <laughs> um, you have the opportunity to um, go in and compete if you're on the compete team and be able to you, – you just have to know how to manage the time as a, as a team. And so, like, one of the things that I heard that was great that Kendall was saying where it's about the team and um, great leaders know how to work the team. And so that's that's an important component. Well, you know, I am sure that Pamela is smiling. I am sure that your parents are very, very proud. Your sister is probably cheering in the background. And it's really exciting to hear how you have taken the best of your BDPA opportunities, applied them to your personal life, and really had an opportunity to touch and influence others. And, um, you know, so it's really, really very exciting to have you as a guest on the show. Jayla, I am wishing you the best of fortunes and continued success. I know that it takes commitment and discipline to maintain a 4.0 average. Congratulations on doing that. Congratulations um, on your leadership role with Signature J Magazine and SJ Team Mag. And I am wondering, as we just wrap up the segment with you on the show, what's one final thought that you'd like to share with our BDPA members and sponsors this evening? Um, one final thought I would say, um, just really um, be yourself and to um, do what you love doing, follow follow what it is that you love and just increase. And um, like I said before, don't be afraid to, to change things and to um, deviate from your original plan. Um, and then also don't forget to check us out at um, SignatureJMagazine.com and SJTeamMag.com. I love it. I really love your energy, and um, I am going to be following up with you because as I listen to your testimonials about the BDPA experience and what you have done with your uh, really the power of even applying to the E.J. Lilly Scholarship. I think there are some opportunities for collaboration with BDPAI Radio and your endeavors. So again, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule 
to be a guest on the show and to wish you well in your academic, professional, and personal pursuits. Thank you, Jayla, for being a guest this evening. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, folks, this is part of why BDPA iRadio exists, so that you have the opportunity to hear directly from individuals, members, and leaders of the BDPA community. Our first guest was Kendall Norris, Chapter President of BDPA Middle Tennessee. Our second guest, full of youthful energy, and really, just wonderful wisdom is, was uh, Jayla Cruz, high school computer competition alumni for the BDPA Indianapolis team and also publisher of Signature J Magazine and SJT Mag. And our final guest this evening is Pamela Sexton, conference director and VP of Strategy and Planning for National BDPA. Pamela, Pamela thank you so much for uh, staying on the line with us tonight and being with us to sort of share the excitement. How are you this evening? I am doing great. How are you? Just fine, thanks. Well, you had the opportunity to hear from both of our guests, each of which had wonderful things to say about their experiences and the value of attending national BDPA technology conferences. And tonight, it's June the 11th, we're a little bit more than 60 days away from the 2013 National BDPA Technology Conference. The excitement is building. Um, what words of wisdom, what words of encouragement do you have for our listeners as they count down the days um, to our national conference? Well, I have to say Kendall and Jayla certainly paved the way and building the excitement for the National Conference with their testimonials. Um, I appreciate what they shared, and I think that does world of good for sharing what the National Conference provides in addition to what we're doing for this year. So for this no, year... That's right. For this year, bring us up to date. What is <laughs> on the plans and in the air? So for this year, we, we have made some changes to our plan. Um, we I've told you before that we were going to have Roland Martin as one of our speakers. He's actually going to be the speaker at the opening ceremony on Wednesday night. So we're very excited that he's able to, to do that for us to start our conference off, you know, with a big bang in addition to recognizing all of our high school teams that will be competing this year. Um, some things additionally that we're doing, I mentioned the Scrum Master Certification. That discount will be ending um, early July, so people that want to take advantage of that from a member standpoint will need to go ahead and take care of that prior to us opening up to the general public at a higher rate. Um, something else we've talked about this year, um, we're repeating from last year, we are giving a very exclusive discount rate for the unemployed members of the organization 
Um, and it will be $150 for those members to attend the national conference. This will not include the gala, but it will include all of the workshops, all of the receptions, the career fair. So they, it's a great advantage. Um, that information will be coming out later this week, details on how to take advantage of that unemployed member discount. Well, those are three very exciting features. Now, there may be listeners that are saying, oh, my goodness, I certainly want to sign up to get some professional uh, professional certificate in terms of the Scrum certification. I'd like to attend the conference right from the opening ceremony, and um, I or someone I know may be able to take advantage of the discount. Pamela, where would someone need to go to take action and be a part of this year's National Technology Conference? They should go to the website to www.ddpa.org. There are several links from that site directly to the registration site as well as to the overall agenda. There's information about the speakers. There's a lot of information that's out there, the career fair information. That is the key focal point for the information that our, everyone needs in order to attend and to register. As always, friend, you know, I tell people they can always send me an email at conferencedirector at bdpa.org, and I can answer any questions that they may not see directly there. Excellent. So, you know, an action point that people can immediately take is to go to www.bdpa.org. Um, Pamela, you've mentioned some of the updates. What are, very briefly, as we begin to wrap up the show, what are maybe five key highlights? And you can pick from any of the five because I know the conference has an incredible number of special features. What are maybe five key highlights that if someone were um, hadn't heard of the conference and were was on the fence about, you know, should I go? Um, what are things that they might want to take advantage of um, as a result of registering tonight for the national conference? They definitely want to take advantage of the workshop. That's free information once you register. It's the cost to identify what the cost would be to obtain that type of information that you get with one cost would be very difficult. It would be quite expensive. Um, they want to take advantage of, as Kendall mentioned, the networking opportunities. There's several receptions. There's the opening ceremony receptions. There are receptions hosted by um, Walmart, um, NC Wit, um, Johnson and Johnson. So they want to take advantage of the networking opportunities that those offer. From a student perspective, we have our high school computer competition. We have our youth technology camp and our IT showcase programs that will definitely be taking place. Um, our career fair, we have about um, 30 companies right now, and companies are signing up every day. And the career fair, even if someone cannot register for the conference with the discounted rate, they can still attend the career fair on Friday and Saturday at no cost. They just need to make sure that they send their email, their um, resume through Diversity Careers, and that information is on the website as well. So 
Both are things that they can take advantage of. Lastly, I'd say the conference is also going to be a fun event. So while you're getting your professional skills, you're getting your networking opportunities, there's also fun in the evenings, late-night entertainment for adults. There's an off-site tour for our students, for the HSBC students and the Youth Technology Camp students on Wednesday. And then there's our golf outing on Saturday, which also has a major discount right now of $130 per person for golfing and $400 for a foursome. So there's quite a bit of opportunity. And this is an election year, Fran, so we will be voting on our new leadership. So those are the five things that I would say are key points of why you would want to attend. Well, those are five extremely strong reasons. And as you shared, our guests this evening, Mr. Kendall Norris, Ms. Jayla Cruz, gave personal testimonials as well as um, identifying how BDPA makes a difference in their life every day and gives them opportunities to be and professionally grow. So if someone hasn't done so already and or needs an important piece of information to share with a friend, they can go to www.bdpa.org and register for the national conference. And Pamela, this year, um, before the conference starts, will there be an opportunity for people to attend the HBCU uh, panel? Absolutely. The HBCU panel will be taking place on Tuesday night, Tuesday evening, I should say, at 6 p.m. So it's so a great they get an extra bonus. Right. Always. They get an extra yes. bonus. Oh, that is wonderful. So the conference this year will be held in D.C. at the Washington Hilton Hotel. And just to recap, this is our 35th annual National BDPA Technology Conference and Career Fair, and it's an opportunity for both professionals and students to meet with Fortune 500 companies, learn about exciting and immediate openings, attend technology workshops and seminars. There's something, as you mentioned, for youth. There's an opportunity to network with IT managers and senior-level executives. And in addition to the professional events, there are opportunities to have fun. So visiting www.bdpa.org is an action step that people do not need to wait on. Pamela, thank you so much for just reminding us about the energy and excitement that is building. And um, I know we're running a little bit over schedule tonight, and I just wondered if you would leave our audience with one final thought as they prepare to um, get a great night's sleep tonight and they prepare to have a wonderful day tomorrow. Um, my final thought would be to think about your future and plan to be at the National BDPA Conference. I look forward to seeing you there. Terrific. That is a wonderful way to end. Thank you so much, Pamela, for being a guest today and also tonight and also each first Tuesday of every month. Um, for several months, you have been the final guest 
on the first Tuesday show to remind listeners about the value of the National Conference. And I do want to take a moment to publicly thank you for your leadership in um, making sure that the conference is on track to be the best ever conference. And I look forward to you coming back in July and August, right before we kick off the conference, just to share the building excitement. So thanks again, Pamela, and have a terrific evening. Thank you for having me. You have one as well. You're welcome. So, folks, the BDPA iRadio does not just happen by magic, although sometimes it may seem that way. We, as Kendall Norris indicated, like every organization, have a team of people that step up on a regular basis. And part of our philosophy is to give members and organizations an opportunity to step up as BDPA iRadio sponsors. And in fact, Ted Jordan is one of those individuals who has done that by having Fundutation be a sponsor for BDPA iRadio. So I'd like to share with you a little bit about that organization by posing this question. What do Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and Mark Zuckerberg have in common? They all learned computer coding before high school. And you know what? Fundutation, our very own Fundutation, has taught more than 1,000 kids to code through summer tech camps. Fundutation uses their trademark team's approach so that children can experience technology, that's the T, engineering, that's the E, arts, that's the A, math, that's the M, and science, that's the S, in a fun and non-threatening way. Now, the fun mutation tech camps only run during the summer. So if you are interested in having your child learn computer coding, to experience technology, engineering, arts, math, and science in a fun and non-threatening way, I encourage you to register now at www.funutation.com. That is F as in Frank, U, N as in Nancy, U, T as in Tom, A-T-I-O-N. Or you can call 216 216- Three seven eight nine zero three five. So again, at funmutation www.funmutation.com, you can have your child gain a wonderful experience in technology, engineering, arts, math, and science in a fun and non-threatening way. And BDPA iRadio wants to thank Ted Jordan for being a sponsor. Also, earlier in the program, you had an opportunity to hear Jayla Cruz talk about how the Eli Lilly Scholarship made a difference in her life. And she identified that the way that she kind of started that process was to take the first step and complete the Eli Lilly 
$2,500 scholarship application. So if you or someone you know is interested in the scholarship, they need to A, be a U.S. citizen or permanent resident of the U.S., B, be a member of BDPA, C, be a graduating high school senior or current college student in good standing at the time of their application, D, they need to demonstrate academic achievement, a minimum GPA of 3.0, and E, exhibit leadership ability through academic or civic involvement and participate in community services activities. And you heard from Jayla, there is power in even completing the application because it gives an individual time to reflect and an opportunity to collect letters of recommendation. Now, the Eli Lilly BDPA scholarship may be used to supplement benefits from the college or university that a student plans to attend, as well as fellowships from other foundations or organizations. And the scholarship is a one-time $2,500 scholarship. So July 1st, 2013 is when all of the application materials need to be received and incomplete emailed or fax applications will not be accepted. And I'm going to just take a moment to identify some of the proud past Eli Lilly BDPA scholarship winners. In 2007, Daniel Puente, who went on to the University of Texas in 2007, Christian West, who went on to Northwestern University. In 2008, Caleb Roswell, who was one of our um, BDPA iRadio guests uh, last month. She went on to North Carolina State University. In 2008, Lee Reed, who went on to University of Michigan. In 2009, Hung Lo, who went on to Georgia Institute of Technology. 2009, Kareen Johnson, who attended Palos Verdes Peninsula High School. In 2010, Leslie Vasquez, who um, attended Pike High School. 2010, Geraldo Domingos, who attended uh, Chicago State University. In 2011, our very own guest this evening, Jayla Cruz, who at the time when she applied was attending North Central High School. And you now heard that she is a college student who is obtaining and maintaining a 4.0 um, average. In 2011, our own Adwait Walimbi, who at the time was attending John Marshall High School. And in 2012, Alan Warren, who went on to attend Valdosta State University. So I encourage you, if you know any high school or college students who are looking to study in a technology-based field during college, and if they could use a $2,500 scholarship, you need to share this information right away. Where would they get the information? 
on the Eli Lilly Scholarship, well, they would go to www.b as in boy, e as in Edward, p as in Tom, f as in Frank, dot org. So www.betf.org slash documents slash betf hyphen lily underscore scholarship application dot pdf. And you may say, be saying, Fran, I can't write all that down. So if you go to www.betf.org and do a quick search on the Eli Lilly scholarship application, you can get more information. So it is with pleasure that I again thank the Eli Lilly and company as well as BDPA and BETF for um, allowing high school students and uh, college students the opportunity to have access to that application. I am Fran McNeil, and I am the host of BDPAI Radio. And as Kendall Norris, our first guest this evening, indicated, a team is what makes everything happen. So I'd like to thank our BDPAI Radio team, which includes really thanking Wayne Hicks, who is the Executive Director of BETF, the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, for his leadership in encouraging BDPA members to volunteer, BDPA high school computer competition alumni to share their success stories, to keep us abreast of how their experiences with BDPA continue to influence them in their professional lives, and for Wayne's continued effort in partnering with BDPA leaders in different roles within the organization in connecting out to their leadership, in connecting out to their members, and connecting out to local and national sponsors to ensure that BDPA and BETF can do the work that it does. I'd also like to thank Everaldo Gallimore for each and every night that we broadcast and being behind the scenes to make sure that we can get on the air, that our guests are comfortable and ready to be on the show. And I'd like to thank you, the BDPA listeners, for being excited to hear guests like Kendall Norris, Chapter President of BDPA Middle Tennessee, guests like Jayla Cruz, high school computer competition alumni and publisher of Signature J Magazine and SJ Team Mag, as well as being a member of BDPA Indianapolis, and our very own Pamela Sexton, Conference Director and VP Strategy and Planning for National BDPA. Thank you again for our iRadio show, Fun Mutations Tech Enemy, with www.funmutation.com. A quick reminder, BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on Tuesday, June the 25th, when we will be back on the air with three terrific guests. Have a great evening, and as Pamela suggested, 
If you haven't done so already, please make sure that you register for our national conference. And Geraldo, if you'll sign us off for tonight, uh, everyone have a great evening. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPAI Radio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.